we are broadcasting from the farthest reaches of space. Welcome to Trivia Escape Pod. I am your host, Julia Sorensen. And I'm Ross White. While we're searching for a hospitable planet, we're broadcasting trivia across the galaxy, and we've got a great show for you today. Normally, we have Engineer Rachel below decks, and we've still got her down there, but today for our inaugural episode, we are going to invite her up into our three-person escape pod cabin chat with her a little bit she's been working on our engines and on our transmitters i feel like maybe this is the week we finally find a planet we can live on i really hope so because we are running low on fuel and this here trivia escape pod runs on you guessed it correct trivia answers so we're going to be asking trivia questions in four rounds to test your knowledge and occasionally your lateral thinking and you never know when we make contact with a special guest This week's intro was Fixing My Brain by Scommer or Scomer or Scomber. I, I don't know how to say that. We are still on the lookout for a permanent theme song. We got to find music that we can live with forever, Julia. We yeah, just... the space is very limited in royalty-free music, and we're starting to learn that. So it it's probably a good idea. This is our, our first episode that we've managed to broadcast back to Earth. We've done about 170 of these things, but they've never made it back into Earth's atmosphere. But Engineer Rachel fixed the transmitters this week. She's almost certain. Thank God. Now we can entertain people besides just ourselves. But uh, I guess we should probably tell you a little bit about who we are, where we are, what we are. We were launched into deep space almost two years ago as we escaped from a starcraft that was headed towards a new planet it did not make it spoiler alert mankind does not survive global warming julia rachel and i are the last three survivors yep and so now we're just kind of wandering in hopes of finding a new hospitable planet or maybe even just an intergalactic fast food track i would enjoy that as well our tiny little cabin in our escape pod seats only three people, uh, and then there's room for one below decks as well as certain grains. We'll talk about that maybe on a different episode. Um, and uh, we do, thankfully, we do have holodeck technology, which allows us to broadcast up on the walls any picture that we would like at all. We have mostly used that to remind ourselves of home. Um, being North Carolina, so mostly our views are of um, universities. Yeah, uh, uh, the Durham Bulls, uh, um, uh, poorly functioning school boards, uh, well, Durham specifically. Um, Man, home's got a lot going for yeah, it. Home's got a lot going for it. Uh, so if you know what, if you catch us occasionally referencing home, it's probably just because uh, we actually spend six days a week in our stasis pods and we only have enough oxygen to wake up one day a week and try to uh, try to broadcast towards home in hopes that our signal will will reach Earth. 
the other six days we're asleep. So we're, we're, we get kind of groggy. Now, Engineer Rachel, of course, who is below decks, has enough oxygen for the full week. We've had her busy at work all week on the communications array. Uh, the ship's logs are telling me that she actually took a spacewalk this week, so maybe she'll tell us about that when we invite her up. Uh, but we do have a functioning airlock on the pod, and uh, occasionally, as we hurl through intergalactic space, we do get a chance to dock with other people who are in escape pods, both from our ship and, and from other ships. Uh, we have yet to meet alien life. Uh, not yet, at least, but sometimes we find a few uh, other straggling humans along the way. So, uh, you know, keep listening to the podcast. If there is first contact, you may be one of the first listeners on Earth to find that out. Julia, what do you think? Do you think we should you think we should open the hatch and and maybe invite her up here? Yeah, I, th- I think it's finally time she sees some hollow deck sunlight. Yeah, I mean, we have not we don't let her up here very often. Let's be honest. Uh she's got all that oxygen down there and she's got all the ship systems and um you know what's funny is we do not age while we're in stasis. Uh when we when we first launched out according to the ship's logs that was uh 38 years ago. Uh, and she has been aging in regular time ever since. Yeah, um, but you say that she doesn't come up very often. We don't know what she does while we are in stasis. That is, you know, that is true. I woke up with a very suspicious Sharpie mustache on my face last week. She drew a dick on my forehead, because I know that was not here when I was up last week. No, that one was me. Oh, you jerk. You're welcome. All right. Well, uh, we do not know what she does during the week. Maybe we'll find out just a little bit. Let me, uh, let me just, let me unscrew this hatch, and here she comes up the ladder, ladies and gentlemen, and those who identify as neither. It's Engineer Rachel. Hello, 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 Engineer Rachel, aka um, resident fixer of our shit slash prankster. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you, Rachel, <laughs> For which one, the pranks or the fixing? I I got to tell you, you have aged 36 years since we took off. Julia and I have experienced that as about six weeks time. You look. Uh, Amazingly, you look exactly the same as you did when we first launched into this escape pod. Sorry, I can't talk about that. <laughs> the secret is space cucumbers. She just puts it over her eyes and literally every inch of her body. Body. I, you know, I wondered what that hydroponics bay was for. I thought she was growing weed down there, but it's just space cucumbers. <laughs> uh, so why did you guys let me up here? Well, so here's the thing, Rachel. You told us last week that we were almost certainly never going to find a hospitable planet for us to land on unless we were able to fuel the escape pod with the correct answers to some trivia. Our artificial intelligence is absolutely requiring it, and we thought, what better way to put some points into the system than to get Engineer Rachel to answer some trivia questions? Da-da-da! It's me. <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> um, all right, Rachel, are you ready to discuss some trivia rules with us? Probably not, but you can go ahead. All right, I'm going to keep going anyways. Um, okay, Rachel, here are the rules. So we've provided you a pen and paper, and we're going to ask you some questions. Um, our intelligence scanners will give you points for each answer you get right, um, but our AI seems to have developed a sense of humor over the years. It's growing sentient, and it's growing funny. Um, so in addition to correct answers, it now seems to be giving points for answers that are so wrong that they can make us laugh. 
Uh, and we'll ask all the questions for a round to give the listeners time to think about their own answers. And then we'll check in with you to see what, how you did. Sounds great. All right, let's jump right into round one. We've got seven questions in the round. Rachel, here's question number one. Who was the first recognized emperor in Western Europe since the fall of the Western Roman Empire three centuries earlier? Who was the first recognized emperor in Western Europe since the fall of the Western Roman Empire three centuries earlier. Now, it just seems to me like around that time, probably there were like, I don't know, hundreds of dudes who were like, I'm the emperor now. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the emperor now. <laughs> look in my face. Look, look, at... In, look in my eyes. I'm emperor. <laughs> Do you believe me? Um. So I remember reading this fact, and I don't know if this is just a bullshit internet fact or not, that the, the, the initial Roman Empire was only like one acre large. I don't know how true that could have been, like before they started expanding. Uh, I am now declaring our pod a space empire. I'm on board with this. It is Literally far less than one acre. Only if I can be the emperor. I yeah. I let's think, see how well you do in this trivia. No, I, I think that's reason. Let's go ahead and declare her emperor. We can overthrow her later. As what? While be. you're asleep? Whoa! You heard that. <laughs> As if you're talking into a microphone. Sleep revolution. <laughs> All right. Uh, number two, Rachel. So this is a three, uh, four-part question. There are four parts here. Um, here are some questions about chess. Uh, 2A. This piece is also known as the castle. 2A. This chess piece is also known as the castle. 2B. A player with 2,500 rating points may be known as one of these. A chess player with 2,500 rating points may be known as one of these. 2C, the number of playable squares on a chessboard. 2C, we're looking for the number of playable squares on a chessboard. And 2D, the total number of squares you can find on a chessboard. So to clarify, 2C is the number of playable squares on the chessboard, so how many the player can use, and D is the total number of squares you can find on the chessboard. Yeah, I think C is basically like a, a general knowledge question, and D is a math nerd question, because, you know, then you're like, okay, well, these four squares become a bigger square. Oh, and the board itself is an even bigger square, and you have to keep doing that. That's obnoxious, isn't it? Yeah, I it? understand the concept. I just hate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. Uh, not every guest is able to correctly answer every question, and that is A-OK. -okay. And you can hate on that all you want. All of our questions are developed by Supercomputer. Question number three, Engineer Rachel. Who is the youngest living former U.S. president? Who is the youngest living former U.S. president, you know, that could change at any time in the future. You got to got to remember when this particular podcast is being recorded, which I think on in Earth terms, it's about July of 2019, right this moment. Um, based on my very ancient calendar at this point, I believe that's correct. Yeah, we, we're unable to give you an exact date today because it will take a little while for this broadcast to get back to earth mm -hmm. uh, number four there's another four-parter coming at you so all of these answers include the letter v 4a 
This word means opposite or contrary in position, direction, or order. Uh, 4A, this word means the opposite or contrary in position, direction, or order. 4B, it modifies a noun. 4B, it modifies a noun. 4C, uh, snake poison. 4C is snake poison. And then lastly, 4D, the capital of Ukraine. We are asking for the capital of Ukraine. And just as another little hint, all of these answers include the letter V. As in vivacious or vivid or vivisection. I don't want to know what that is. I think that's when you basically like cut up a living thing. You vivisect it, which is something that I feel like Engineer Rachel has so, dreamed of doing to us when we were in our pods, in it, our stasis uh is it dissect? <laughs> is it dissect if you're cutting open a thing that's dead? And well, vivisection if you're cutting open a living thing? You know, I'd have to look at the Latin roots, but I always thought dissect, like D-I is um, essentially the Greek for like two. So that's like to cut in half is oh. to dissect. I think I could be really wrong on this because... I know nothing about the Greeks, but you know what? Let's uh, let's move on to our next question. Sure, sounds good. I'm sure a listener is going to write in and tell us, like, you idiot, you yeah, know it's like, nothing. Um, you fucking idiots, why are you in charge of this? Exactly. This and is we're... why we've been stranded for so long, because we can't fuel this ship with our own trivia answers. Totally true. And we are not actually in charge of this. Our AI is in charge of all of our questions. It's like, it's like Disney's smart house. <laughs> Rachel, question number five. The vindictive antagonist in which novel once says the following. Talk not to me of blasphemy, man. I'd strike the sun if it insulted me. The vindictive antagonist in which novel once says the following. Talk not to me of blasphemy, man. I'd strike the sun if it insulted me. So it sounds like a friendly, friendly character. Yeah, I definitely want to go to like a tea party with him that for is, sure. That's got to be a Jonathan Franzen character. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I <laughs> see. Being in this escape pod, even Ross's cultural references are lost on me. So I'm real fucking stranded you know out what? here. We we have had every Jonathan Franzen novel loaded up on your view screen repeatedly and every time you say i would like to not read another boring novel by another white dude and the ai always says good call good call <laughs> all right moving on to number six um these words if you spelled them phonetically could be written with just two letters uh so tell me what they are if you spell them phonetically they could be written with just two letters but you know really they're not actually spelled with only two letters that would only be a phonetic spelling right yeah um but for the sake of the answers you would be telling us the letters um or six, the word or the word because <laughs> we'd hear you it as two letters yeah the ai has them written as the letters on the answer sheet um 6a the opposite of hard 6A, the opposite of hard. 6B, a paper you might have to write in school. 6B is a paper you might have to write in school. 
And 6C, a structure akin to a wigwam. A structure akin to a wigwam. And finally, 6D, an adjective to describe a watermelon. An adjective to describe a watermelon. That is number six. So, Rachel, remember, all of these could be written as just two letters. You would never do that. That's that's ridiculous. Phonetic spellings are the worst. I, yeah, I said it. I said it, supercomputer. I know you can hear me. I know you're I know you're listening to all of this. Rachel, number seven, the supercomputer has it on the screen and it is directing me to sing. I I feel terrible about this. I did Please not don't. want to do this. I know I don't want to. Unfortunately, Engineer Rachel does. Every time we wake up, she does have to hear me singing the Foo Fighters in our space shower. Not our, that sounds bad. Uh, in the space shower, it's very close to our command pod. Um, <laughs> we do not all share we one do not space shower, shower together. That would no. That's that is not appropriate. I would I would eject myself out of this escape pod if so. I would eject myself too, because uh, no one wants to see this. Because uh, <laughs> here's the thing: there is no nutritious food in space. I am now seven hundred and eighty-two pounds, <laughs> which is why there's only room for three of us in the command pod. I have I don't know what you're feeding me, Rachel, during my stasis. Uh, anyway. Uh, number seven, give me the title of the song where Lady Gaga says, Rama, Rama, Ma, Gaga, Ooh La La. Oh, I sang it. Uh, Julia, I think the AI is now saying that you have to sing it. Oh, I have to sing it now. Oh, yeah. All right, Rachel. Uh, give us the title of the song where Lady Gaga goes, Rama, Rama, Ma, Gaga, Ooh La La. It sounded better when Julia sang it. Why did the AI want me to sing it? That's... That was a poor decision from Maybe a supercomputer. it knows that it'll get copyrighted if I sing it. That is true. There's like no threat of a of a lawsuit if I slaughter a song. Yeah, um, copyright issues still exist in space. That like, is true. We have no contact with Earth, but sometimes we get a subpoena every now and then. We have gotten so many cease and desist letters in <laughs> outer space, one of which was... Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to go into that. Rachel, let's find out how you did in that round and right. see if perhaps uh, we've got some points to power the escape pod towards a habitable planet. Question number one. Who was the first recognized emperor in Western Europe since the fall of the Western Roman Empire three centuries earlier? I definitely got this one. Oh, it's did you? Emperor Cusco? <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, Cusco's emperor, the 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 emperor, the, the emperor Cusco. Cusco. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give myself fifty points. <laughs> no, actually, the AI is flashing up a big fat zero, and it's alternating as it blinks between red and orange. Uh, the correct answer there was Charlemagne. Mm. Yeah, sorry. All right, moving on to number two, our questions about chess. Um, this piece is also known as the castle. Rachel, what did you put? I said rook. Correct. That's 50 points. Yep. Uh, 2B, a player with 2,500 rating points may be known as one of these. I said grandmaster. Yeah, you got it. Nice job. That is 50 more points. Uh, 2C, the number of playable squares on a chessboard. 64. Bingo. Excellent. 
And lastly, the total number of squares you can find on a chessboard, a.k.a. math. Uh, 69. Uh, oh, har, har, har. Classy, but no. Yeah, we her backup looking... answer was 420. <laughs> um, we're looking for 204. See, I was not going to do that math. <laughs> That's right, nobody was, except some nerd who did it once, and then we all trust that nerd. Yeah, who, is anyone really going to refute that? No, so, some woman out there was just like, it's 204, and I added all the squares, and everybody else is like, cool. Like, okay. We're not going to go behind you for that. Whatevs, girl. <laughs> you do you. Question number three. Who, Rachel, is the youngest living former U.S. president? I said Barack Obama. That is a correct answer. You got another 50 points there. Boy, you are racking up the points. This is going to be a good week for us in terms of propulsion. Oh, yeah. Um, we might finally be able to get to like a space McDonald's or something. Oh my god, I would kill for a space McDonald's. Our food <laughs> replicators will make beer. They will make cider. They will actually they'll make Five Guys burgers. But what I wouldn't give for some chicken McNuggets. Oh shit! I'm more of a fan of space frosties myself. Also classic. Also classic. They put little bits of asteroids instead um, of Oreo crumbles. You know what I like to do in a space frosty is a little space French fry. <laughs> Yes. I thought you were going somewhere different with that. I'm glad you didn't. I don't even what? want to. I, yeah. I, I know you're trying to make this dirty, but I don't see it and I don't want to know. I already did it and I peaked. Like, <laughs> couldn't have gotten better. <laughs> Moving on then. Um, so all of these answers included the letter V. Uh, 4A, this word means the opposite or contrary in position, direction, or order. I said adversary. Oh, I'm sorry. The correct answer was inverse. Oh, that makes more sense. Because an adversary is someone who is a dick to you at all times. <laughs> like our space cat there Spock. There could be some overlap. Yeah, our space cat Spock is a dick to me at all times. We do have a cat aboard the space station. He is awake at all times I and somehow Spock. has lived for like 38 years. I yeah, he, he did indeed puke right before filming this. He, like totally puked all over and... Puke in space will float. Unfortunately, as will yes. most things. That is gross. Uh, next up, uh, including the letter V, it modifies a noun. Is it an adjective? It is indeed. You got that one. Uh, <laughs> Engineer Rachel's looking at me because she knows I would be so mad. <laughs> she took a grammar class back on Earth, and I was like determined to see her get that correct. Uh, 4C, Snake Poison. Venom. Oh, yeah. Which I've heard is a good movie. I want to see that. We cannot get that here on the pod. Uh, so we, we've been unable to watch that. Wait, how did you watch it? Spock and I have our ways. Oh, come <laughs> on. The supercomputer keeps telling us that is file not allowed. The only movie that we're able to access are Rugrats in Paris and... um. Magic Mike XXL. Magic Mike XXL. So good. So good. Where is Matthew McConaughey? Who knows? Who cares? He decided who's too good for that. Who cares? He was the best part of the first movie. (laughs) Um, Lastly, 4D. Uh, We're looking for the capital of Ukraine. Uh, Yeah, I think I got this one too. It's the... Is it the view crane? <laughs> <laughs> you know, a funny answer is worth almost as much as a, a correct answer. The AI is showing that you just got 25 points for that. <laughs> the correct answer there is Kiev. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same difference. Yeah. Where else would you get your chicken prepared if not Kiev? 
I haven't had chicken in years, so. (laughs) No, not real chicken. But, you know, the food replicator does a pretty good job. I mean, our chicken on on boards sort of tastes like rat, but rat tastes like everything. How often do you eat rat? Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. Yeah, moving on to question number five. The vindictive antagonist in which novel once says the following, Talk not to me of blasphemy, man. I'd strike the sun if it insulted me. Am I supposed to name the the antagonist or the novel? The novel. novel. But you know what? If you want to name the antagonist after you name the novel, that's fine. My amazing... I'm not going to say what I wrote down. No, tell us what you wrote down. (laughs) I said Voldemort, but I don't think that's correct. Yeah, that is deeply Um, wrong. My guess is Frollo from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, Sadly, no, but that I could easily see happen. Yeah, that is uh, actually a statement made by Captain Ahab in Moby Dick. Should have asked me. (laughs) What, should have asked you when you were taking AP English? No, just like a different Moby Dick question. I know a lot of trivia about that book. Uh, Are you a fan of cetology? No. So wait, why do you know so much about Moby Dick? I don't know a lot. I just, I just, I feel like if you'd asked me a different question, I would have been able to get it. (laughs) I think you just wanted to say Queequeg into a microphone. I don't think I did. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, moving on to number six. Um, so these words, if you spell them phonetically, could be written with just two letters. So we accepted either you write the letters or you write the word. Either is fine because they sound the goddamn same. Um, so tell me what they are. Uh, first off, six uh, A, the opposite of hard. I said easy. Easy money. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that puts you at 375 right now for points. And then 6B, a paper you might have to write in school. Is it an essay? It is indeed. A structure akin to a wigwam. Is it a TP? That is correct. Yep. Um, and then lastly, an adjective to describe a watermelon. Is it CD? Yep, <laughs> you got it. Ah, that's 200 points. That's going to get us... Uh, across a few light years Rachel number 7 give me the title of the song where Lady Gaga says Rama Ramama it's bad romance oh uh, yeah it's bad romance <laughs> thank you for not making us sing again I really did not want to continue that uh, alright so our AI supercomputer has been tallying up your points and how did she do Julia uh, we currently have 575 points for round 1 so far which is pretty damn decent that's pretty darn decent it seems to get the engineer up here ah indeed indeed seems to me like this would be a great time for us to take a very very short break we'll be back in just a minute with more trivia escape pod Welcome back to Trivia Escape Pod. This episode is sponsored by Polytech Space Gel, the only gel you'll want when you're sleeping in stasis. Polytech Space Gel prevents chafing. It does prevent chafing. It does not prevent dicks being drawn on your forehead. Okay. Nothing does. <laughs> Okay, both of you. I'm not. I'm not very happy about that, uh, <laughs> especially because where did you get an indelible marker aboard our pod? 
oh, our space cat Spock is Spock. back in the pod. He's, he's here to admit his crimes. He's the one who smuggled me. the Sharpie. He's come up from below decks. Uh, Julia, I think round two belongs to you. This is your area of expertise. Let's see if Rachel shares any of it. Does indeed. So I was feeling a little nostalgic for Earth home life. And I think the AI supercomputer kind of was on my side because it helped me generate some some pretty good questions about Harry Potter. Um, and Rachel, I know you're kind of a fan of Harry Potter as well, to, mm -hmm. very much to say the least. Um, so we got some questions for you about this. Um, going on to question number one. In the Goblet of Fire, what is the name of the dance the characters attend? In the Goblet of Fire, what is the name of the dance the characters attend? Is it the Under the Sea dance? Um, no, no, that would be every middle school dance ever. I thought oh. it was a night in Paris. Oh, true. Or Masquerade. My problem is Masquerade. Mm. Uh, number two. Everyone knows the famous Hogwarts campus in England, but what is the name of its American counterpart campus? And for an extra 50 points, what state is it located in? So I, I got to come clean here and admit mm -hmm. that I have never read or seen anything Harry Potter. That's really impressive coming from I, you, honestly. I, you know, my ignorance knows no bounds. <laughs> but I... I feel like I know the answer to the American counterpart campus. It has got to be Xavier's home for gift or Xavier school for gifted children. Bingo. <laughs> Thank you. Engineer Bing Rachel. <laughs> Bing pot. Bing pot. <laughs> um, all right. Number three. Um, name me four of Voldemort's seven Horcruxes. Name me four of Voldemort's seven Horcruxes. Okay, this as somebody who has not read that, that was not even a sentence I could even begin to understand. What is a Horcrux? Um, so Rachel, do you want do you want to take the lead on this? Uh, yeah. So Voldemort, every time he kills someone, he like splits up a little part of his soul and he attaches it to a physical object. And in order to kill him, you have to destroy all the physical objects. And so, like, it's, it's, he's trying to live forever. Okay, so he's the big villain of the books, right? Yes. Yeah. And he's only killed seven people? No, he's killed more than that. He's just only made seven horcruxes because it's a rather dark process. Okay. Think, think of it as, like, he's haunting these objects permanently. So, like, if he dies, which he does in, like, the first chapter of the first book, book oh she's gonna do well on this round <laughs> <laughs> if he dies then like his soul will just be kind of fragmented and floating around and if he can like basically because he has horror cruxes his soul will still stay in this space before he can get another body it's it's yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> why be sorry for actually being smart as opposed to us dumb fucks <laughs> um <laughs> All right, now moving on to number four. Uh, Dumbledore has a scar that is the perfect map of what? Dumbledore has a scar that is the perfect map of what? I, I mean, I know the answer to this is, is going to be something more Harry Potter-ish, but I would just kill for it to be like a map of Provo, Utah. <laughs> like, how great would that be? It's a map of Disney World. Magic Kingdom's like right on his knee. But see, like everything. that that just seems like it was sort of beyond brand because she probably by that point knew she was gonna sell out to to Disney. Yeah, I think this was the last book. This Yeah. No, oh, no. Was, it? was it? It might have been 
But like, what if she had been like, you know what? It, the, this map is going to be in the shape of Branson, Missouri, <laughs> in all of its casinos. Anyway. It's a, it's a shape of the north from Game of Thrones. It's the shape of Ross White's house. It's oh, I miss my house. <laughs> oh, I should. I'm gonna put it up on the hollow screen here. Oh, look, we're in my we're in my house. It wow, feels... there is so much rock band shit everywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of comic yeah. books too. Anyway, number five. <laughs> number five. Um, what Hogwarts house does Moaning Myrtle belong to? What Hogwarts house does Moaning Myrtle belong to? I did a Sporkle quiz this week that involved this question. Oh so, shit! She uh, trained. Wait, how do you? How are you getting Sporkle above again? She memorized me and the Spock whole quiz. Can't can't let you know. Uh, you know what? There's something going on below decks, Julia, that we probably should know about, but only one person at a time can fit down there. And Engineer Rachel is so often down there, and she's the only one who knows the equipment. I mean, I w- I would be relatively useless i'm an astrophysicist i mean what would i know about our transmissions array also i've never seen spock so chill around another human before he is just loving rachel right now yeah well apparently he's been going down there and i would love to know how he opens up the hatch that we have to open to let engineer rachel come up to the command module ross they formed an alliance i think we're in the losing streak here oh my god is this like survivor (laughs) (laughs) who's gonna be ejected out of the pod um number six name the two directors who directed more than one harry potter movie frick (laughs) name the two directors who directed more than one harry potter movie 50 points for each one She's thinking hard on that. She's like, it was Spielberg, right? It had to be Spielberg. The worst part is I've, I know I've heard this before, like several times. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> oh my God. If, if Quentin Tarantino oh would God. come out of retirement. So he's, he says he might come out of retirement to do Kill Bill 3. But if he would come out of retirement to redo all of the Harry Potter movies, I would watch every single one of them. I would pay real money for that. Wait, who just directed that new film with Leonardo DiCaprio, the Hollywood one? It's I also thought, Tarantino. I thought that was Tarantino, yeah. Oh, I, you know, everything I've read is says that he is going into retirement. Maybe he meant after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Um, number seven. So this is a multi-part question that's going to have four parts. So tell me which cast member I'm referring to. And I'm asking for the cast member, not the character. Um, Who has extreme arachnophobia? Which cast member has extreme arachnophobia? 7B. Who dedicated their Britannia Award to their dead hamster, Millie? Who dedicated their Britannia Award to their dead hamster, Millie? That is a straight baller move to be like, I dedicate this award to a hamster. What kind of hamster? A dead hamster. Like, either that hamster just died, or they've been harboring that since, like, they were eight years old. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Of course, I guess they were sort of, like, cast when they were, like, eight years old. Like, all of the... Unless this is, like, Alan Rickman or something. (laughs) It's just, like, a fucking 50-year-old man. If the answer to this one is Alan Rickman, I am going to eat my beer can. (laughs) Um, Rachel, we are not telling you which way it's going. If it was one of the younger cast members or the older cast members, you're going to have to find that one out. Please say Alan Rickman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 7C. Say say Jim Broadbent. (laughs) Dame Judi Dench. (laughs) Ian McKellen, because everyone thinks he was in that movie. 
Um, 7C, who has three honorary college degrees despite never having enrolled in university? AKA the dream. Um, who has three honorary college degrees despite having never enrolled in university? The correct answer there, engineer Rachel, is Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who, you, who made a, a very poorly publicized cameo in the Harry Potter films as a douchebag, a classmate of Harry's. Wizard who dies number 45. <laughs> Um, and lastly, 7D. Um, who broke more than 80 wands while filming the first movie? Who broke more than 80 wands while filming the first movie? Okay, this is a dirty joke, isn't it? Like, oh, my wand is so big, oh, I broke up. 80 of them in the first movie. You this know, is why I stay downstairs. This, this same cast member, I could believe it either way. <laughs> Go on, then. <laughs> All right, that is the last question for our Harry Potter round. Uh, Rachel, do you have all of your answers in tow? Uh, I need one minute. Okay. I, one. I feel like nothing that has been asked here has made me want to read or see anything about Harry Potter. And yet, all of a sudden, I have this like insane desire to go to Potter World. Dude, the Harry Potter World in Universal is amazing. I haven't even been since they've added the new section, the Diagon Alley section. Oh, that. But just the section. Just yes, that. <laughs> that insert random nerd shit here. Um, but the first part that was initially built was so cool. I went and was like, I was like fourteen or something at the time, and it was just goddamn magical. But I'm it's ready. probably a fair... Okay, we'll get back to you in a minute, <laughs> young friend. God, attention seeking. Well, friend who used to be young when we launched this voyage, <laughs> but is now much older than us. Okay, uh, no, let's talk about this, because when you go somewhere when you're 14, mm -hmm. isn't it always awesome? Like, you could go to Manitoba at age 14 and be like, oh my god, Manitoba is the best. I don't even know where Manitoba is. It's in Canada. Of course it is. Who wouldn't know that? Okay. But, like, I mean, I challenge you to go as a grown-ass adult to Potter World and see if the experience holds up. Well, I uh, hopefully, every finger crossed, I'm going to be going for next spring break. So we're going to see if that dream comes to fruition. Yeah. I've never been to Disney World. Well, if we can find a hospitable planet with a Potter World on it... <laughs> J.K. Rowling has expanded the cosmos. <laughs> Which, that I would believe. Have y'all totally gotten your J.K. Rowling assigned sexualities yet? <laughs> I'm still waiting on mine. I'm still waiting on mine. I, I'm pretty sure I'm house uh, dork face. Yeah. yeah, Rachel, which which house do you think Ross would go in if he took the Pottermore quiz? Because oh, yeah. I'm seeing an even split between Slytherin and Ravenclaw. I think Ravenclaw. Oh, totally I don't think Slytherin. I don't think he's conniving enough for Slytherin. Uh. He's an asshole enough for Slytherin. I'm an asshole enough for Slytherin. He would want to be in Slytherin, but... Oh my god, a Ravenclaw wannabe Slytherin. That'd be entertaining. <laughs> well, okay, Engineer Rachel, what house would Julia be in? Julia would be a... Yeah, I, no one can pick for no, me. She's Hufflepuff. She's obviously Hufflepuff. I'm Hufflepuff. Would we be in the same house? Are you Hufflepuff? I'm always... Whenever I take the quiz and shit, I'm even 50-50 split of Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff. It's different every time, but it's always one of those See, two. Uh, your color is just yellow, so it has to be one of those two. You guys understand that I am actually just saying words that I've heard people say. <laughs> and I don't know what uh, separates Hufflepuff from Gryffindor. 
So they're like essentially <laughs> personality characteristics, arbitrary well, yeah, YA personality characteristics. I was like, you belong in this one. Gryffindor, brave. Ravenclaw, smart. Uh, Slytherin, uh, ambitious, it's cunning, but also it's evil. Yeah. Um, and Hufflepuff is miscellaneous. It's supposed to be like the kind ones, so basically just like the quote others, friendly, loyal, honest. Hmm. They're misc, miscellaneous, misc. miscellaneous. Uh, I, I just still love that like old college humor bit. It's like, who has two thumbs and is a Hufflepuff? I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Have you not seen no. that? Oh my god, it's so funny. We is, don't get it up here in the spacecraft. <laughs> is there an alignment between the houses from Divergent? Okay, so I think Divergent was just playing off of I, Hunger Games 2 with its different like 13 faction sections or whatever. I think that Harry Potter is what kind of paved the way for YA novels for people to have something that they correspond to personality. I was like, oh, I'm clearly that one. I'm going to keep reading this. Yeah, how- houses in Harry Potter were more like like little clubs, though, unless like, this defines your entire life. No, it was more like like living learning communities in your freshman yeah. year of college. Like, I think you'll like this, so here's people to live with. <laughs> Um, anyways, we have your answers, Rachel. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> um, number one, in the Goblet of Fire, what is the name of the dance the characters attend? Rachel, what did you put? I said the Yule Ball. That is indeed correct. Um, and I know math. Yep, there's math. Okay. Um, or, math. Our AI knows math, not just me. <laughs> Julia is the AI. <laughs> no, I that su- can't be. I am a supercomputer. <laughs> um... Uh, number two, so everyone knows the famous Hogwarts campus in England, but what is the name of its American counterpart campus, and what state is it located okay, in? Okay, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like Ilvermorny? Morny? Yes. Yeah. Ilvermorny. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Yeah, I, the I alternate got... pronunciation is Xavier School for the Gifted. <laughs> <laughs> I got roasted alive when I mispronounced it at Linda, so I have learned my lesson with that Darn. one. Um, what state is Ilvermorny located in? Uh, Massachusetts? Yeah, oh, actually. Damn. You nice. got that. <laughs> With that was... very confident answer, you I knew got it. I it was Northeastern. Uh, number three, name me four of Voldemort's seven horcruxes. Okay, we're going to start out with Nagini. Nagini? Nagini. Okay. It's a hard G. Then the locket, then the diadem, and then Harry himself. Yep. Sorry if I spoiled that for you. All four of those are correct. None of that was English to me. You didn't spoil anything. <laughs> I'm not for gentle listeners. I don't know what a diadem or a nagini is. You don't know what is. a diadem? It's, it's like a crown. It's like a tiara of sorts. Like a fancy And nagini crown. is the name you of a large You mean like the snake. tiara I'm wearing? Yeah. That, yes. That's you're, a diadem? You're, it yes, could be a replica of, of uh, Ravenclaws? Yeah, it's Ravenclaws. Oh, yeah, Hufflepuff had the cup. Yeah, and uh, Gryffindor had the sword. Slytherin and... the locket. Yeah, correct. Um, and Nagini was Voldemort's pet snake. And then Harry was Harry. That is the only part <laughs> of what you said that made any sense to me. But go on. Carry on. Um, number four. Dumbledore has a scar that is a perfect perfect map of what? The London Underground. Wow, that is impressive that you got that one. And yes, you did get it. I was just desperate for it to be Bakersfield, California. <laughs> Um, what Hogwarts house does Moaning Myrtle belong to for number five? Ravenclaw. Excelente. Um, name the two directors who directed more than one Harry Potter movie. Oh, I know I got these. Uh, James Cameron and Wes Anderson. <laughs> oh, so obvious. The Wes Anderson <laughs> Harry Potter films were amazing. Very centrally filmed. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Number seven. Which cast member? Wait, what were the animals again? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got them right. Oh, right. Uh, 100% right. right. Yeah, give me points for that. Other um, it was David Yates and Chris Columbus. Oh, Chris Columbus. I, I, ah. Yeah, I could. <laughs> Discovered the new world. 1492. <laughs> Directed to Harry Potter. There's a, great, there's a great YouTube channel called Movies with Mikey, and he did the Harry Potter series and talked about the directors a lot, so I should have known that. <laughs> oh, you should have. All right. Lastly, which cast member was I referring to? Who has extreme arachnophobia? Is it Rupert Grant? It is indeed. <laughs> so his fear of spiders in the movie was genuine. Um, who dedicated their Britannia Award to their dead hamster, Millie? Was it Emma Watson? It was indeed. Nice. Because, like, isn't Emma Watson the only star of those films? Who would do such a ridiculous thing? I would die for her. <laughs> really? That's the hill you would die on. I would die for many beautiful women. Um, 7C. <laughs> uh, speaking of beautiful women, who has three honorary college degrees despite having never enrolled in university? Well, well that, I'm going to say my guess away. of Daniel Radcliffe isn't correct. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Be- beautiful women. Well, she already wrote down her answer. It's so obviously that was Alan fine. Rickman. Um, uh, Maggie Smith. It is Maggie oh, Smith. Oh, nice. You did write. No, what you. Did, what, well, I didn't write Emma Watson either. You don't get to see this. This is just for me. Right. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Wait, you know, did you did you draw a dick on there? No, that looks oh. just like the one on my forehead. I think you just see dicks and things. Oh, well, that okay. <laughs> <laughs> just argument done. Um, and finally, 70, who broke more than 80 wands while filming the first movie? Daniel Radcliffe. Yep. I, I just he wrote kept... Daniel Radcliffe for every answer, so. <laughs> he kept using them as drumsticks during recording the yeah, first movie. Yeah, I think movie. I heard that. All right, so that is the end of our Harry Potter round, and you are ending that round with 1,200 points, my dear. This is going to get us so far across the galaxy. Engineer Rachel, uh, why don't we move on to round three? I know that while we are in stasis, you watch a lot of movies over our satellite satellite uplink. can barely talk. I've had so many simulated PBRs from our food replicator. Um, The simulated alcohol content. uh, It is... uh, Probably about a three point two. Um, <laughs> so when Julia and I are both out of our our stasis uh, beds, we like to fill our time. It's a it's a limited amount of time, but we like to fill it by writing screenplays because we hope that one day when we get back to Earth, we will be able to tell our story through film, through the cinema. Um, And so we're sharpening our skills. And the way that we do that is that we take an existing film, we we use the title and we change one letter of the title, and then we write a screenplay based on that new title. So it's existing film, change one letter in the title, we'll write a new screenplay. And we've got eight of these. What we're going to do is we're going to read you the plot of our movie, and you have to tell us the name of our movie, which is the name of a popular movie back on Earth, with one letter changed. Do you want an example? Uh, sure. Okay, so here's the plot that we wrote, which is totally original. Harley Quinn, Deadshot, and Killer Croc team up to fight some cephalopods. 
All right. So, oh, yeah. Y- yeah. Do you know it? Is it Suicide Squid? It's Suicide Squid. <laughs> Nicely yeah. done. Yeah. So you've got the example. So we took Suicide Squad. We changed one letter to Squid. I'm going to eject myself. No, 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 no. <laughs> you've, got a, you've got, actually, you know what? We've turned off that protocol for the rest of the Damn. show. We've got eight of these. Are you ready? Uh, ready as I'll ever be. All right. I'm going to read each of the plots twice for you. You got to tell me the name of the movie. Number one, the quiet life of a cookware named Max is upended when his owner takes in Duke, a pan whom Max instantly dislikes. The quiet life of a cookware named Max is upended when his owner takes in Duke, a pan whom Max instantly dislikes. Number two. When an island populated by William Shakespeare clones is visited by mysterious green piggies, it's up to three unlikely outcasts, Red, Chuck, and Bomb, to figure out what the pigs are up to. When an island populated by William Shakespeare clones is visited by mysterious green piggies. It's up to three unlikely outcasts, Red, Chuck, and Bomb, to figure out what the pigs are up to. These are making perfect sense, aren't they, Rachel? Incredibly so. Yeah, okay, good. Number three. After the disappearance of her scientist father, three peculiar beings who don't talk and are stuck in a box... Send Meg, her brother, and her friend to space in order to find him. After the disappearance of her scientist father, three peculiar beings who don't talk and are stuck in a box send Meg, her brother, and her friend to space in order to find him. Number four. This is a movie that Julia wrote. She is very into action movies. She loves action movies. After training with his mentor, a fellow who loves food, begins his fight to free gluten-ridden Gotham City from evil restaurateurs. After training with his mentor, a fellow who loves food begins his fight to free gluten-ridden Gotham City from evil restaurateurs. Number five... The special bond that develops between the plus-size inflatable robot Baymax and a swine is the subject of this movie. The special bond that develops between plus-sized inflatable robot Baymax and a swine is the subject of this movie. Number seven. And I got to say, Julia wrote this one. And Julia, this is one of my favorites that you've Wait. ever written. What? Is that seven? No, number six. Okay. You're right. <laughs> I can't read numbers. I can read uh, movie plots. Uh, but no, seriously, Julia wrote this one. It's, it's really fantastic. She might even want to elaborate on this. Who knows? A Kermit the Frog lookalike and his dastardly sidekick open a restaurant and need someone to help seat the customers. A Kermit the Frog lookalike and his dastardly sidekick open a restaurant and need someone to help the customers. Um, I 
just really wanted to write this movie in hopes that Gordon Ramsay will want to audition. I'm still holding out hope that someday on this planet I'll get to work with Gordon Ramsay. Is Gordon Ramsay going to play Kermit the Frog in this movie? I don't know. I hope so. Or just anything involving the restaurant. That would be... if, he, if he just yelled at all the Muppets shouting, it's frozen! That would be casting against type in so many ways. Number seven... Engineer Rachel, three buddies wake up from a bachelor party in Las Vegas and discover they're in a microwave. Three buddies wake up from a bachelor party in Las Vegas and discover they're in a microwave. What what happens in Vegas stays at 1,000 V watts. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tagline for the movie, oddly enough. Yeah. I'm really oh. good at writing the taglines. Like you're better at the plots. I'm good at the taglines. The, yeah, this one's gonna be. This one's gonna be. I think all of these are gonna be big, big Hollywood hits when oh, we get back. Absolutely. To Earth. If Hollywood still exists when we get back to Earth, which it may not. Number eight. A Los Angeles police officer must decide where his loyalty really lies when he becomes enamored with the street racing world that he badly wants to learn more about. A Los Angeles police officer must decide where his loyalty really lies when he becomes enamored with the street racing world that he badly wants to learn more about. All right, so all of those are movies where Julian and I have replaced one letter in the title. They're popular movies. We just changed the letter in the title. We made up a new plot. And honestly, given that... Fairly soon, there's going to be a movie of cats where, like, fucking Idris Elba and Judi Dench play cats. And if you've seen the Taylor Swift cat, that is horrifying. No, the Rebel Wilson one is the most terrifying. They're all terrifying. That weird little dance. She's like, ha-cha-cha dance. Like, fuck no. Yeah. I want no part of that movie. But I just feel like if that can be a hit, anything we write is is going to be a huge goddamn hit. I saw this tweet regarding the the cats thing where it's like um you know it's bad when even the furries are pissed. <laughs> oh, if I was a furry, I would be furious. Cuz I'd be like Oh, no, you didn't have to. Yeah, I did. You set that up. I did. But you <laughs> know what? Here's the thing. I in a future episode, we're going to have a um television round that is all cat puns. I'm excited that for That is coming up. All right. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, can it also all be questions of saying, why the fuck does Rebel Wilson look like that? Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, so what we'll do is we'll ask the question and then we'll just add, why, why the does fuck Rebel does Rebel Wilson look like that? So like if, if the cats had like either button noses like a cat does or like non-human fingers, it would look infinitely less creepy. It'd still be weird, but it'd be infinitely better. Like, their faces are just so human. I just don't feel strongly that we could get infinitely better. For me, it's their, like, naked cat human bodies. I think if they're, like, when Judy Dench is wearing a coat, I'm like, okay, I'm okay with this. Yeah, I feel like that's... Wasn't Jason Derulo's character also wearing a coat? Also, why does Jason Derulo have regular human lips? Why is he the only one? They all do. Do they all? Also, why is Jason Derulo in a movie? Why isn't he? I don't know, but that in was the one movie. thing that I was a fan of. I kind of liked seeing Why him isn't he in every movie? Really? Jason Derulo? That, that's Jason what this... Derulo. <laughs> yeah, anytime he enters a scene, oh you'll just God. hear that. Instead of like theme music for a character, you'll just hear, 
Jason Derulo. If they announced his entrance into every scene with Jason Derulo, that would be amazing. And I... also, there would be a huge need for DJ Khaled to be in the movie. <laughs> DJ oh my God. Khaled. If he's like the unexpected celebrity cat or something like that, he just strolls up. I've noticed that that Spock, our our space cat, has perked up at this discussion and has human lips all of a sudden. Oh, God. Space is affecting him in the worst oh way. Oh, my God. Look at those lips. <laughs> Please do not speak ill of Spock. But no, seriously, Spock has human lips all of a sudden. I love him anyway. I know, but he's creepy. All right. So, Rachel, <laughs> it is time to find out your answers to our movies. We changed one letter in the title of a popular film. You have to tell us the name of our film based on our plot points. Here's number one. The quiet life of a cookware named Max is upended when his owner takes in Duke, a pan whom Max instantly dislikes. Is it the secret life of Potts? It's the secret life of Potts. That's You're terrible. so goddamn pleased at that. I <laughs> Deeply. Number two, when an island populated by William Shakespeare clones is visited by mysterious green piggies, it's up to three unlikely outcasts, Red, Chuck, and Bomb, to figure out what the pigs are up to. Uh, is it Scooby-Doo and the Monster of Mexico? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm sorry. And when you heard the term pigs, I know you were probably like looking for police academy variants uh, by one letter. Uh, actually, the correct answer here, and don't be angry with us, was the Angry Bards oh, movie. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> the Angry Bards oh, movie. Oh, apparently in that movie, no, I don't know if this is. <laughs> no, go ahead and tell us. We'd Apparel like to know. Apparently in that movie, they drink pee at one point. We did not want to know <laughs> that, actually. I'm sorry. It, it also kind of doesn't surprise me for the quality of that movie. Also, I when I read the cast list for that movie, it was insanely good. And then I watched like three minutes of it, and it was insanely bad. There's this so whole like, trend with animation where getting like star-studded actors to do their voices. It's kind of weird. It's interesting, but also a little disappointing because it's kind of putting like actual voice actors out of right? commission, and that makes me sad because I really appreciate voice acting as a profession. Indeed. Well, of of <sighs> course you do because. As of this podcast, you are now officially a voice actor. Hell yeah. Childhood dream come true. I cannot wait until you are playing Green Lantern in the new Justice League. It would still be series. better than the Ryan Reynolds one. God damn. Isn't that the truth? Talk about <laughs> deep space and fucked up. That was a shitty movie. Here's number three, Engineer Rachel. After the disappearance of her scientist father, Three peculiar beings who don't talk and are stuck in a box send Meg, her brother, and her friend to space in order to find him. Is it a wrinkle in mime? A wrinkle in mime <laughs> is the correct answer. Wow. I'm so sorry that you had to know that. Number four. After training with his mentor, a fellow who loves food begins his fight to free gluten-ridden Gotham City from evil restaurateurs. What is that one, Rachel? Is it Scooby-Doo Takes Mystery Island? That is not correct. Sadly. <laughs> the correct answer there is Eat Man Begins. 
Sh- oh. <laughs> oh I, I saw on your face you're like, this oh my god, what could dawning. that be? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we changed the letter in I've Batman. I've seen exactly one Batman movie. Really? And it's the one with Bane. You've had 38 years on I, this on this escape pod and you've only watched Scooby-Doo. one <laughs> watch so much Scooby-Doo. <laughs> you've only watched one of the Batman movies? Yeah. Did you watch Shazam? No, I heard it's good though. I, but but did you watch the Scooby-Doo movie that has John Cena in it? No, that one scares me because <laughs> capitalism. I don't know. Because the, the WWE is like this big industry and they don't treat their, their wrestlers well. I got to admit, I did not watch. I, I did not watch the one with John Cena. Did he play? He played himself. He was just John Cena. Oh, I was like, did he play Shaggy? <laughs> like, I didn't. <laughs> Or Fred? Shaggy, Shaggy just gets like subtly super duper manly and his joy. No, John he's Cena. a cartoon. He's a he's a cartoon John Cena. Yeah, it's literally just John Cena playing John Cena, which is basically him in every movie he's ever been in. This is also a fact. I watched Blockers. Have you ever seen Fred? No. Oh no. <laughs> Fred was a terrible YouTube sensation where this guy put his voice on really high pitched. Oh, the Lucas Cruikshank thing from New yeah. York. Yeah. Anyway, there were there were several movies and John Cena plays Fred's dad. His absent most does? Yeah, his mostly absent father. Is Fred's dad named John Cena? I don't even remember. Does every time you enter it plays the music? Oh my god. That movie was hard to watch as a twelve year old. Yeah, like even as a child, when I was very easily impressed by most things, I saw the trailer for that movie. I'm like, oh, no. Me and my friend made ourselves watch it. <laughs> that's God, that's dedication. Um, all right. Number five, Ross. <laughs> number five, the special bond that develops between plus-sized plus inflatable robot Baymax and a swine is the topic of this film. Rachel? Is it Pig Hero 6? It's Pig Hero 6. We've had a lot of pig-related films in this round number six a kermit the frog look-alike and his dastardly sidekick open a restaurant and need someone to help seat the customers yeah i got this one it's um scooby-doo and the zombie that island is so not <laughs> right um but it is right in that scooby-doo on zombie island was the best scooby-doo oh movie. my gosh with the cat ladies so good so cool also terror time again definitely on my running playlist mm. <laughs> And who did John Cena play in that Scooby? The Cat Lady. (laughs) (laughs) The correct answer, Rachel, was Muppets Host Wanted. Oh, I forgot that movie existed. So so did a lot of people. No, I am so pro Muppet in every way, you guys. All things Muppet are good for me. Number seven. There's so many puppets on this goddamn ship. On the hollow. Uh, screens, yeah. I put a lot of Muppets and Puppets. And... I was always a fan of the Swedish chef. Oh, right? right. <laughs> also, he makes a, a, a mean macaroni and cheese. Uh, number seven, three buddies wake up from a bachelor party in Las Vegas and discover that they're in a microwave. Uh, the hangover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a microwave with Mike Tyson in it and a tiger that's the hangover oh Oh, i don't know i don't watch these kinds of movies actually you've got the right source movie i just i I can't i can't i i I went through all the letters i couldn't figure one out yeah how about the hang oven which is the microwave is a type of oven well Well, you still get 25 points just for getting the movie that we were trying yeah the ai is definitely giving you the points on that great 
Number <laughs> number eight, a Los Angeles police officer must decide where his loyalty really lies when he becomes enamored with the street racing world that he badly wants to learn more about. I got this one. Yeah. Um, it is. It's a Scooby-Doo thing, isn't it? <laughs> Don't interrupt me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is Scooby-Doo 2, the one where Scrappy-Doo dies. That is the correct answer. Okay, good. We're going to move on to the next one. No! Wait! <laughs> Doesn't Scrappy Doo die? Does Scrappy Doo oh, die? No, he doesn't die, but like they vanquish him, but then like send him off to the streets or something. Yeah, I think he gets incredibly large at one point. Wait, yeah, what is yeah. he gonna do on the streets? I don't know. They just kind of like kick him off. Pee the on fire hydrants? Is he? Wait, is he hooking? Oh no! <laughs> no, but Scrappy Doo is indeed the villain of that movie, and no. yes, he does get oh one hundred percent. He gets disturbingly monstrously large because okay, so this movie was terrifying to me as a child because he's literally sucking the souls out of people. There's also a part where Daphne and Fred switch bodies, and Fred's like, "Great, I'm gonna look at myself naked." And that was a scene in a children's movie. <laughs> also, Daphne is played by Buffy. I forget the actress. Oh yeah, name. Sarah but, Michelle Gellar. Yes, it's Sarah Michelle she is Gellar. Daphne. Okay, and then ev- the, the girl from Freaks and Geeks is um, As Velma. Velma. Yeah. Linda Cardellini? Yeah. yeah. Everything you've said about this movie <laughs> makes me think I never, ever want to see it. <laughs> also, now I'm like considering that in the next Muppet movie, Robin is going to be the big bad. Do you think? Kermit's like nephew is going to be the big bad. I hate that thought. <laughs> I'm so pro Muppet, you guys. <laughs> Um, anyways, what was the answer to number eight, Ross? The answer to number eight was the fast and the curious. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Julia, let's check in with the AI and see how Rachel did in that round. Uh, Rachel scores so far. She did decently well, and her current score is 1375. Ooh, that's a lot of points. But you know what? I think we'll get even more points when we go to our top 10 round rachel our final round this evening uh is gonna be worth a hundred points for each correct answer you do not have to get them in the correct order Uh, we're gonna give you a little time to think because there are 10 correct answers all right rachel your question is thegamer.com ranked all of the marvel cinematic universe's avengers from weakest to strongest who were the 10 strongest um, and now we have to admit that this list includes a couple of surprises and uh, was clearly defining Avengers as anyone who fought against Thanos at any point in Infinity War or Endgame. Um, so prepare to book a little. Book <laughs> a little? I'm not even sure what that means. And I, I know, don't know what you wrote there. I, yeah, I did totally write that. Uh, yeah, it it may be. Um, so list the, the top 10 strongest Avengers. Avengers defined as anyone who fought Thanos. In Infinity War or Endgame. Yeah. It's, and order does not matter on this. It's going to be kind of a wild list. Uh, thegamer.com, which feels like maybe not the most reliable source. The most source reputable of source. It's like next to Wikipedia. Yeah. So basically, um, Rachel, you might do well to just be like name 10 people who are in Avengers movies other than Thanos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I got to admit... Um, but also the MCU is huge, so the, you have a lot of pickings. Huge. Yeah, but uh, as we float through space, this is this has been an ongoing problem, Julia. We love to ask top ten questions. Of course, we recorded numerous, numerous podcasts before Engineer Rachel fixed our uh, our transponders and was able to broadcast our signal back to Earth. So we have done hundreds of 
maybe even thousands of podcasts uh, where we have asked trivia questions to try to fuel the ship and sent those back to Earth. Um, and we're kind of at the end of our rope. Like, there are not so many top ten lists remaining in the universe for us. At, at least from objective sources, not like someone's fan site of ten best Gossip Girl episodes. Which is basically like what this thegamer.com list yeah, is. Yeah, this is the, the literal bottom of our barrel. Yeah, But you know what? If somebody wants to suggest a top ten category for us to use on a future podcast, they can definitely send that on into TriviaEscapePod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at TriviaEscapePod. That might be a good place to shout us out. Occasionally we'll ask if you... Uh, have an idea for a theme round or, you know, at any point you can say, here's a top 10 list that doesn't suck. Uh, you know what my favorite thing to do with a uh, Avengers character is though, Ross? Uh, tell me, what is it? I love to play Wed, Bed, Behead. Oh, go on. Uh, because even with uh, the actors or the characters, it's just a wild ride. Uh, one of my favorites, like to start with people is um Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, and Chris Hemsworth. And it's wed, bed, or behead? So, like, fuck, marry, kill, yeah. This is so easy. Oh, go oh, on, tell Engineer us, Rachel. Rachel. You kill Chris Pratt, you uh, fuck Chris Evans, and you marry Chris Hemsworth. Well, since it's wed, bed, or behead, I think you got all of those wrong. <laughs> well, it's, just, it's the same diff. Oh, okay. Um, I, I think my answer would be wed Chris Pratt, even though from on a Ferris's experience, I know that ends poorly. Uh, wed Chris Pratt, uh, bed. Oh, Chris Evans, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, and I guess behead Chris. Who's the, the Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, Thor. Yeah, yeah. No, got it. Oh no, he's funny though. <laughs> I no, I saw him in um the Ed Helms Vacation movie. He's so f oh, and Gus Ghostbusters. He's so funny in Ghostbusters. Chris Hemsworth is in Ghostbusters. Oh, the, yeah, he's the, the dumb receptionist. Oh, he's brilliant. Oh my god, what? He's brilliant. That's I, awesome. I gotta admit, I loved the new Ghostbusters, and I hate the internet for ruining that for everybody because doesn't the internet ruin everything? Though? It does. But Melissa McCarthy is brilliant. Kristen Wiig is a transcendent I human being. I love Kristen Wiig. And Kate McKinnon is a fucking goddess. <laughs> uh, and I like Leslie Jones a lot, but I feel like I peaked with Kate McKinnon as a fucking goddess. Um, and Chris Hemsworth. And Leslie Jones is there. No, Leslie Jones. Oh, no, my God. I, she's so funny. No, I do love her, but just the way that you ordered that. I know. I, I feel really bad about that because she's so funny. But I was like, who who is in that movie? And Kate McKinnon. Like, there is no one funnier in the universe. And you know what? Like, we only get broadcasts of Saturday Night Live up to the pod like once every four weeks. But she's brilliant. Oh, hey, look. It looks as though Engineer Rachel has got her list. So Engineer Rachel, thegamer.com, ranked all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Avengers from weakest to strongest. Who were the ten strongest? We know that this list is going to include a couple of surprises. It was clearly defining Avengers as anyone who fought against Thanos at any point in Infinity War or end game there may be spoilers for some listeners here mm. if you're not one of the people who contributed to like the 12 billion dollars that end game <laughs> made in its first weekend so uh rachel you'll get 100 points from our ai supercomputer for each correct answer what do you think okay 
I, I put some wild cards on my list as well. Okay, let's go. Do it. Well, I started out with Tony Stark. Uh, just Tony Stark or Iron Man? Iron, okay. Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man is worth 100 points. Yeah, they have him as number Tony nine. Tony Stark just going up to punch Thanos. <laughs> hey, like, no, Iron sooner Man. they're just like, boom. But Thanos is like, let me punch you, but hits just the one circle in his chest where it's like, I'm not human there. That's like a arc reactor. <laughs> I don't know what got it is. It. it sounds like when you're playing tag as a kid. It's like, no, you got my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so Iron Man is the correct answer. You got 100 points. Okay, um, Captain Marvel. Yep. Captain Marvel's number one on the list. As she should be. She's like basically invincible. She's totally awesome. So, but and she should have had a bigger role in Endgame. She should have. But let's talk about we the love- fact that in her own movie, she looks like a normal human being. And in Endgame, she's wearing a lot of makeup. You know, I actually haven't seen her movie. Oh, her movie's amazing. Her movie's really good. But also, I didn't notice the makeup. I was more paying attention to the awful suits and haircut they gave The her. haircut was amazing. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let it's you guys debatable. fight that out. But it's a lot of makeup in Endgame. And she did not wear a lot in her own movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. How do you else do you defeat Thanos but with beauty? <laughs> uh, probably through being a kick-ass superhero like Captain oh. Marvel is. How about number three, Rachel? Scarlet Witch. Bingo. Yeah, good, 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 good. Yeah, super foul, super powerful. Super foul. Super. No, she's not foul. She kicks ass, man. <laughs> uh, Hulk. Yep, yep. That's a correct answer. Nice. Okay, Black Panther. Black yep. Panther is worth a hundred points on this list. Okay, Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. I'm doing great. One of my personal favorites. You like Benedict Cumberbatch, don't you? I like Benedict Cumberbatch, and I like Doctor Strange. Well, like, that is a one-two combo made for you. It is It is very nice to watch him in that role. I feel like it fits him very well. But also, I just really love the concept of Doctor Strange. Like, um, My friend and I were getting into a discussion of like, if you could pick any superhero to be your mentor, who would you pick? I honestly pick Doctor Strange. Well, so Doctor Strange, I got to admit, okay, so I like Doctor Strange a lot. The first movie... I found a little uneven. I loved the cinematography. I mean, Mm -hmm. it it looks amazing, sort of Inception-style graphics. But I I have a little quibble, which is that our list of of the top ten most powerful Avengers, people who fought Thanos, Doctor Strange is on there, but Wong? Where the fuck is Wong? Oh, Wong kicks ass. Wong kicks ass. He is such a fucking badass. And he's not as dumb as Doctor Strange is at times. Did he technically fight Thanos, though? He fought one of Thanos' children, but I don't think he actually fought Thanos. Oh, I mean, if you're fighting Thanos' kids, you're fighting Thanos, because his kids represent the will of Thanos, right? Uh, Essentially, yeah, but also Wong did come in at that last scene of oh that's right that's right reveal thing like ah wong should be on this list i just think wong is actually cooler i'm gonna scratch out all the the former wongs i had written down did you you just wrote wong six more times on your list (laughs) i can see that from here okay my next guess this one was a little you know reaching mantis no but i wish because mantis is absolutely my favorite in the whole mcu really I love Mantis. Huh. What is it about Mantis, Julia, that you love so much? Well, because if ever I pick a superpower, it's always reading minds. And she has, like, empath powers, which I also super-duper love. And she's just so sweet and bubbly and fun and innocent. And also, like, she uh, kicks names and takes ass. 
she's she's pretty awesome but i have to admit like uh her main role in infinity war or maybe it was an end game i don't remember um seems to be the same as like the when you watch the end credits of the mindy project and it just says go to sleep <laughs> uh that's that's pretty much the power that she well, uses in that movie. She has a lot of potential, and I feel like she hasn't been used properly in the MCU. I'll be interested in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 I'm with so James Gunn. I'm so excited. Yeah, I think that's going to be pretty awesome. I'm glad James Gunn is back. I understand that he had some tweets that were problematic, uh, but the the fact that so many members of the cast are okay with it. I'm like, okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. That yeah, I agree. If he was a jerk, maybe he's learned a few things. All right, Rage, what'd you put next? I said Captain America. Oh, I'm sorry. Even though he picks up Thor's hammer, Mjolnir, he's not on the list. <sighs> yeah, so uh, that's your first wrong answer. No, I had Mantis wrong, too. Oh, that's your second wrong answer. <laughs> Math, A+. Yeah. plus. Uh, yeah, all right, I'm crushing okay, it. Okay, next I said Thor. Thor, yep. yeah, yeah, the number two answer. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, super powerful because he's lightning. a god. Or maybe, wait, what? God of lightning. Yes. I'm super excited for, thunder. for um, Thor 4 has just yeah. been announced. Thor, Love and Thunder. Isn't I'm... it going to be a female Thor probably? Matt, Natalie uh, Portman's going to be Thor. Yeah, Natalie Portman's going to take over as Thor, which um, I'm oh. debating if I want that or not. I definitely want that. I didn't like Jane's character. Yeah, but I feel like her character was bad because they didn't do anything with her. Yeah, but here's okay, the thing. Okay, that's a fair point. They've told us that Natalie Portman is Thor, but they're going to throw us like a little bit of a a, a curveball and then Tessa Thompson's going to be fucking Thor and that's going to be amazing. Oh, if Tessa Thompson isn't in this movie, I'm going to be mad. Oh, she fucking better be. I need be. her. She's the best thing about Thor. I love Valkyrie so much. Oh my much. god, she's so great. Like I like all all of my favorites are like the secondary characters. Like I love Mantis and Valkyrie and like Ant-Man. Oh, I love Ant. I love Ant Man. Here's I, oh, here's also a pitch. Sam. I love Falcon. Oh, I do love the Falcon. Yes. Here's a pitch I'm on board for though. Janelle Monae as Thor. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh or Gal gosh. Gal Gadot can just abandon DC and become the next Thor. <laughs> Look, Dirty Computer was the best thing that ever happened to right? us. <laughs> so good. Okay. All right. My last Next up. Last answer. Vision. Yes, actually, yes. number seven. Yeah. So here is the list from thegamer.com. Number one, Captain Marvel. You got that. Number two, Thor. Number three, Doctor Strange. Number four, I see, I think this one's a bullshit answer, but thegamer.com had it. Loki fought Thanos kind of briefly in he the first. He did not do so well. Yeah. He killed him like the first Captain America minutes. did better. Right. And to call Loki a member of the Avengers is is kind of sketch, but this is the list that we were able to get in outer space. Number five, the Scarlet Witch. Number six, the Hulk. Number seven, Vision. Number eight, Black Panther. Number nine, Iron Man. Number 10, Spider-Man. I thought about him, but I don't He's so sweet. I, I do love Tom Holland's Spider-Man a lot. I don't know if he should have been on this list. <laughs> He's got spider powers. Oh, no, I'm definitely saying like top 15. I just think that someone else could have taken that number 10 slot. I just feel like Spider-Man versus Captain America in a fight, Spider-Man would win. And that's also why Captain America's not on this list. That is true. 
Well, friends, as always, all of our questions were provided by our AI supercomputer. So if you think it made a mistake and not the thegamer.com making a mistake. Yeah, please don't yell at us for Avengers opinions. Yeah, we thought thegamer.com made some mistakes. But if you think our supercomputer made a mistake, shoot us an email at triviaescapepod at gmail.com or give us a shout on Twitter at triviaescapepod. Or you can just let us know what's happening on Earth, which we are nowhere near at the present moment if you've got a great idea for a round or for a piece of trivia that you're dying to share we'd love to hear from you so email us at triviaescapepod at gmail.com we are always particularly happy to have good top 10 questions which i feel like this episode is demonstrating you can also send us a theme song to try out at the beginning of the episode because royalty free please don't yeah, get us sued we need some good music because again space subpoenas are a thing uh engineer rachel uh this is our chance to tell our listeners what's up have you got anything coming up that you'd like to let our listeners know about any public appearances that you're dying to publicize any new projects you're working on uh no but you can friend me on goodreads and how i like would, it how would we friend you on goodreads do we look for uh goodreads.com slash engineer rachel you know you have to figure that out yourself. Oh. That's a part of the challenge. She is a mystery woman on Goodreads. Also follow my my Reddit thread that will I will be making in the future. About what? Roasting us? No. You'll figure it out. Oh my god. I'm she, so scared. She seems to have like Gain some time traveler properties. That's why she doesn't look like she's aged since we got on this escape pod. It's been like 30 plus years, 38 years, I think. And she really still looks like she is a human woman in her early 30s. Early 30s? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, late 20s? I don't know ages. Oh, my this goodness. This is why we were ejected in this escape pod in the first place. You Clearly. insulted the wrong person. Clearly. Julia, what do you have coming up? Uh... Coming up, I just have some of my own side projects, including my newfound tarot business. Um, so I really enjoy reading tarot cards and all things mystical of that type of sort. Uh, and I've had a few clients in the past, and they've been really satisfied with my readings. And I just want to take that to a bigger step. Uh, so go ahead and follow Tall Sunflower Tarot on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, all one word, Tall Sunflower Tarot. Uh, don't forget the tall, because I myself am tall, and that's how you tell me from other floral tarot accounts. Um, so if you have any questions about love, guidance, career, uh, just finding yourself a little bit in this uh, in this weird path we're all taking, go ahead and shoot me a message, and I'll be happy to help you. And you can catch our live trivia shows at 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. At Linda's Bar and Grill, the Down Bar at 203 East Franklin Street, West Franklin Street? East. We're East. Oh, good. Okay. 203 East Franklin Street in Chapel Hill. Uh, head on downstairs Tuesday at 8. There's also trivia there Wednesday at 8, though. None of the three of us will be hosting that. And our space cat, Mr. Spock, would like you to know that if you would like to send him some tuna... You can do so by hitting up our matter rematerializer at at Trivia Escape Pod. Although keep in mind, tuna will smell terrible in here. Yeah, so please don't do that. Engineer Rachel, we have loved having you 
up into the command module this week. It's been great being here. And I'm sure that sometime one to six years from now, we'll let you back up into the command module. But for now, we are going to send you below decks once again. I, I, you know, it's time. Also, if you have any Sharpies on you, we're confiscating them now. Yeah, give You us can't a... catch me. <laughs> I'm too I, fast. Uh, actually, Julia just caught you and took your Sharpie. That Sharpie. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we're going we're gonna to send her back below decks, and uh, I'm sure that in a future episode we'll let her back up here. But she's with us every week. She is working on the podcast. Wait, how she's... many points did I get? Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, we got to do that. <laughs> you ended this round with 2175. Hot dog. That's that was pretty damn good, so especially as a one woman team. Nicely done. Well, uh, you'll use those points in our engines, in our uh, in our blasters. I don't know what they're called, uh, but you know how all that stuff works. So head on back down, uh, and we're going to go ahead and close up the airlock. Julia, go ahead and twist that up tight. You got it. Oh, my God. Thank God she's gone. God damn. She, you know, every time we bring her up, she plays a practical joke on I us. swear she's making that cat turn on us. She, you know what? Spock the podcat is he's definitely behaving in ways we've never seen him behave before. And I think it's because of her. I, I'm so concerned about those human lips. I am too. God, <laughs> God damn. He looks so much He like, looks like Rebel Wilson. Oh, you know what? I was actually gonna say he looks like Josh Gad. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Gad in that cast. I don't Please, either. God, no. I think maybe it's time for us to head back into stasis. I think we've used up about all the oxygen that we possibly could. All right. Uh, so go ahead and follow us at Trivia Escape Pod, and we will see you all next week. Stay tuned and stay in the cosmos. Thanks. Bye bye.